What's up? What's up, fellas? Welcome Good, to the man. new year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year, man. Y'all made it. Everybody made it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're watching this, congrats. Congrats. It's been tough, but yeah. hey, new chapter starts today. All positivity from here on out, man. That's all we're talking about. That's it. We start, so yeah. let's get started. So what are your goals for 2021? Growth, man. Yeah. Growth. My thing is, so, you know, I'm, I'm getting closer to retirement. So everything that I'm, I'm setting up and gearing myself for is like post-military. So that's, that's how I'm looking at things, man. My, you know, any, any outside certifications, business moves, I'm always thinking, you know, how can I manage this outside of the military? How much extra time will I have? to manage these, these uh, potential deals outside the military. And um, that's just kind of how I'm, I'm setting myself up. Yeah, I'm in that same vein. For me, man, it's a little different. i uh trying to set goals better. You know, last year I had some goals, but I didn't really, you know, I got goals to do this, but I didn't break it down to the minute on how I'm going to do that kind of stuff. So I'm trying to do better at building goals this year. You know what I mean? And I build them. It's trying to figure out how I'm going to reach those goals and, like, my daily habits, weekly habits, monthly habits. And I, I was loose with it last year. You know, I wasn't as focused, you know, as uh, targeted what I wanted to do. This is going to be different. I'm putting down actual daily, weekly, monthly things I should be doing, building these habits up, make sure I reach, reach the goals a little better. Do you think uh, COVID gave everyone an excuse to kind of be loose with the goal setting? Because, you know, we had that distraction and, uh, you know, that limitation. Oh, without a doubt, man. Yeah, for sure. I think it was too much downtime. You get so much, so, so much downtime, you got, I got plenty of time to do anything. You end up doing nothing, or you end up, you know, yeah. going further than you want to go. So, uh, I mean, it was a good and a bad thing. It was a good thing, it allowed you to, to think a little more, evaluate what you want, build relationships up better. You know, I talked to my friends more, y'all more than I did than the previous year during this time. There was so much downtime, you got a little more time to focus. But the other side is you, you almost get this relaxed feeling. You know how I feel about being relaxed and being comfortable. That's death. You know what I mean? Yeah. With this whole downturn type of thing, you kind of get into that comfort zone, which I didn't like too much. I didn't like being in that phone too comfortable. Yeah. I, same for me. Like it, it was, I remember when it first started, you know, popping off and I was actually working from the house. I actually hated it. I, I hated working from the house. Um, it's just something about getting up and getting my day started at a, you know, set time, leaving the house at a set time the drive to work, like those types of things, although, you know, some money mornings are better than others where I'm like, I really don't feel like leaving the house. Um, but for the most part, I did not like just waking up and, you know, having to log on to a computer and do work. It just, it just broke my, what I was used to. And I, I didn't like that at all. Yeah. Especially if you, um, you know, you, you have you centered around a, a schedule or a routine and then, you know, they strip that or uh, the conditions strip that away from you, you tend to lose discipline. So if, you know, every day you're waking up at 6, 5.30 in the morning, um, and then, you know, you eat eat this certain meal for breakfast, you either get a workout in or you go to work, then you get a workout in after that. Um, when, when that's stripped from you, you now have, all right, I can do this whenever. You know, so if I want to get up a little later, um, that gym's always going to be there. So I don't got to be on it because I know, all right, I didn't go today. I'll go tomorrow. And that just like anything, just like with accomplishments uh, and successes, it's like an avalanche effect. So you get used to not doing certain things. Mm -hmm. And then you look up a month later and, and you know, you gain them. Five. Someone said uh, she was trying to avoid the COVID 30. I'm like, what's that? You know, and you just jump yeah. 11, uh, you know, 11 years. She's like, no, the COVID 30, that's 30 pounds you gain from chilling in the house. So I'm like, you're just not doing a, nothing. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, man, that's a good point, man. When, when the world opened back up, people going to be a little uh, fluffy out here. Yeah. <laughs> I actually worked out more, man. I actually focused on my diet a little more during, during the COVID yeah. thing. I actually, I was out of shape. I don't say out of shape, but I wasn't in my top shape when I was in the military, you know? Once mm. you retire, you get a little lazy a little bit. 
But mm-hmm. shoot, this I turned it around during COVID, man. I had time to go out there and you know work out a little more. You had that downtime, mm-hmm. and uh, so mine was a little, little opposite. Uh, but I know what you mean, though. Some people just they took that time to just chill out and binge, binge on Netflix and Hulu, yeah. watching all kinds of shows. I do anything else, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to just fall into that like complacent trap, just like not wanting to do anything. Because I mean, let's 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 be for real. Even if you're working from the house, you're not working a straight eight hours in the house. It's not happening. Right. right? You're going to dedicate a, a, a few hours, jump on the meetings that you, that you need to jump on. And then from there, you got free time. So that boy, that boy telling on himself. I work my <laughs> self snitching. Nah, man, look, New rappers. I didn't say I did. I, I worked my full I did overtime. I was working 10 hours. But exactly. Uh, <laughs> these other folks, um, I mean, I think it's just easy to just fall into that, you know, that realm of laziness and just complacency and like, man, I'll work, I'll do it tomorrow. There's always tomorrow, you know? Um, but then there were some people that took advantage of it. Like mm-hmm. they took advantage of that of that downtime. And um me, I I definitely stayed in the gym. I didn't I didn't really lose a beat at all. Um I actually got stronger. Yeah, so. I did too. It's just, I mean, sometimes you use it for your benefit and other times it could be a, a catalyst or something a little bit more negative. So I think it's all personality dependent. It depends on who you yeah. are, where you go into that downtime. If you're a go-getter, you know, you got like a little ambition, you can use that time. You know, you're going to downtown a little bit, but your ambition yeah. is going to take over. You can't help it. That's who you are. You're going to find mm-hmm. some time to how to use it productively. You're just, just going to do it. Like for mm-hmm. me here, did a bunch of home projects. I was st- I was staying at Lowe's. Stuff is always out of stock there, getting home projects done. So I said, all right, I got the time now. I'm going to go ahead and get everything done around the house. Then after a while, you think around the house, get done. You're like, hey, what's next? You try to look for the next thing. And that comes back to that, I didn't have my time scheduled. I didn't have, like, you know, targeted purpose. That's what I mean like, when I talk about I'm kind of lost some time on there. So I was doing things. I was busy, active, but I wasn't really focused, laser focused on actually the goals that I wanted overall for the year. I got distracted by home projects. I just did. Did a little bunch of stuff. That I didn't plan on doing because I had the time to start knocking them out. Yeah, I like that you brought up the the fact of like not being like having goals but not being too focused. And that and when you said that, I was like, yeah, I was kind of like in the same boat. Like I had goals, some mm-hmm. I met, some I didn't, and it was like, man, what could I have done differently? Like I don't think I was that focused on, not as focused as I should have been. Like I might have been focused to a certain extent, but not truly a hundred percent like this is what i'm focusing on until it's completed type thing um that that was a good point i really like that because when you said it i was like man i, I actually kind of did that too like mm-hmm. you know i did knock out some goals but like some big rocks that i that i was hoping to to accomplish just didn't happen you know what i mean it just didn't happen the way i thought it would right so what are some lessons you learned um about yourself and just in general in two, in 2020? I think for me, um, I learned that, um, I learned patience, I think, for sure. Um, because there was a time when everything first started happening where, you know, we're stuck in the house. And a part of me is like, man, I really need to get out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how many yeah. times we actually said, man, we need a vacation, bro. Um, It'll do. I still, I still right. need one. Um, I think just just patience, man. You know, with with myself, with everything that's going on, being patient with the family, because that's you're just stuck in the house with your fam. You know what I mean? It's not. I can't take my frustrations out on them. So it, it's just like patience is one thing that I definitely definitely honed in on yeah something i learned was that uh i didn't realize how much we need social interaction mm-hmm. that too that like, too. i love That's my family really to death point. man love my kids love the wife and everything yeah. we all get along great but you still need the outside interaction that social social group face to face you know having conversations or just that time to just uh be an adult adult time you know yeah. a lot of a lot of people know you know you got kids at home you spend all day with your kids there's different conversations that you, that you had you have and things you really can't say things you really can't do because you're around children all day long and uh thing i learned about that is that's a flaw 
reason I say it's a flaw is if we can't be comfortable around our kids 24 seven, then something with our society is, is off by a little, little bit. It's like, why is that almost like, now I don't wanna say a burden, that's not a burden, but why is that uh, off, off center if you're all day with your kids and you feel like it's almost like a stress relief thing afterwards. So I, I learned that there's something wrong. I'm not sure what it is, but I wanna be able to not have to think I need a break from that. You know what I mean? That if we vacation somewhere else separately, that it's okay, it's cool, but not crave that. You know what I mean? So I think the first couple of months, it was a little, it was a little, it was a little hard spending 24/7 with them and trying to, you know, deal with the, you know, ins and outs and the, the you know, different personalities and the, the downtime and the keeping them engaged and keeping them learning. It's, it was a hard process. What I learned from that is, okay, we got to fix that. It shouldn't be to a point where. I'm trying to figure out what to do with these kids when the downtime is, is there. It should be a natural thing where, okay, cool. We're together, well, what, what are we gonna do next? But it, it wasn't that way in the beginning. So it took me a couple of months to figure that out. And I think in the last, I think the last part of it, we got to a, a ebb and flow, we understood it, it was good to go. And we established a new norm. That way it wasn't the beginning, it wasn't that frustration, but now it was like, cool, we're together a lot, we're, we're closer, we know uh, able to communicate better as a family. So in the beginning it was rough, but towards the end it kind of smoothed out. But the, the key part of that is why was it so rough in the beginning? And it, to me that something was missing that that even that, that even happened in the beginning. We're not used to that though. I yeah. mean, if you think about it, you know, if your kid's not in school, they're probably going to daycare. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're at work for eight plus hours a day, five days well, a not, week. Not you. You already said you don't do eight. You say you do eight. <laughs> I do you 10, have, bro. You say you hop in meetings and uh, yeah, you, I mean, do anything. Nah. you hit the gym. 30 nah, minutes. Man, I'm, I'm hitting 10. But oh, um, <laughs> enough about that. Uh, <laughs> Late, so, man. Um, you know, so we're not, for the most part, when society is normal, we're not used to being around our kids like that, except for the weekends. You know what I mean? That's when you're with your kids. 24 seven outside of that you're at work they're either at school or daycare so you're really only with your kids what four or five hours you know what i mean before everyone goes to sleep and it starts all over again the next day yeah and that's what i'm saying man i think our society we, we we're missing that you know what i mean back in the days let's, let's take it back to tribal tribal days we're there the family units you got the tribes they're there all day together and this is it's a community it's how you did things but now society the way it is now we have you know, the working families, we got, I'm always blaming on capitalism, you know, got to work for that money. I think it's destroyed our structure a little bit because now the norm is to leave your family for a certain amount of hours to make money, to come back, to take care of your family. And that's just the world we live in, the, the work structure and us having these jobs, you know, jobs are just, that's a whole nother subject about it, is keeping us from what's really important. But it's also a necessity. It's, it's what we built. It's a society we built, man. The fact that it was off that we were with our family all day long. To me, that's an indication of a, of a bigger problem. That's systemic. That's how we are as, and I say humans as a, as a tribe and how us going off and working all day long and having our kids in daycare or in school was the comfort zone. I, I, to me, it's a problem. I mean, I said, my head was like, this is not right. Some, something, something, something's gotta give, man. I don't know what it is. Yeah, of course don't it's feel a problem. Right. Yeah, I mean, our, our society is skewed in that aspect, right? So you think right. about it. You could drop off your kids, not miss a beat. Let you forget your phone at the house. Man. Your whole day shot. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's society's, our society is very skewed in that aspect. Um, it's just one of those things that that's just how it's d slowly developed. You know, capitalism, technology. I mean, there's just so many different facets that have changed the way we live our everyday life. It's it's crazy. Like Reese, you got about thirty kids. How's that feel about from your perspective? What do you yeah. think? I mean, it's the evolution because, to be honest, um, you know, I'm blessed to have a uh, large enough house that everyone gets their kind of side of the corner. Um, but I. I wouldn't call it a flaw because it's just reality and everyone deals with it. It's cultural. Um, and, you know, I didn't grow up in the 30s and 40s where you you only went to school to, you know, the sixth, seventh grade. And then from there, you were, you know, tending to your family's land. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, you know, and they, they had less stuff. They had, 
less material things. Their houses were much smaller, but mm-hmm. they're common. You know, they had a common goal, and you, you could say they were happier, but that's subjective. Right. I just think it is what it is now. So, um, you know, I have a I have a four year old and I have a thirteen year old, and the thirteen year olds on you know she's a she wants to be by herself. Everything annoys her, and the four year old has super you know tons of energy um so it's all over the place but uh like you said if say if i was um retired or had an unlimited amount of money then you get more resources to have more activities and have more um things to entertain and just basically more resources but to get to that point you got to go to work and you got to go to work a lot and got to work hard to accumulate that so yeah in in some people's eyes you don't need that all you need is kind of each other and that's great to say until you know you've been on lockdown for a you know a year in a a thousand square foot apartment you know what I mean so I'm not I, I don't necessarily think it's a flaw I just think it's just a um it's a byproduct of society civilization and basically like you said capitalism because yes i'm pretty sure there's you know minimalists and those who have um made a modest salary over the years but i I really want to know how they feel with now being in that uh a small you know apartment with you know people on top of each other and can't really go out yeah granted you can go to the park some places you can't even go to the park some some cities they didn't even let them to do that so um it's a i wouldn't say it's a flaw it's just the reality and it's just i think that's just life now and yeah. I, i'm not trying to fight it it's just the reality yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't call it evolution though i know you said it's it's evolution i don't think it's i think it's more of adaptation i don't know I how you would it's evolution because five 500 years ago, people weren't trying to make millions of dollars. You know what I'm saying? Cryptocurrency wasn't out. It wasn't, you know, let's work 80 hours a week. Let's become millionaires. It was 2,000 years ago. It was like he, like uh, Jason said, it was tribal where you move, you know, all the kids belong to anyone in the village. Um, there were certain people that went, hunted, bought the food back. Everyone ate. Uh, and then over time, you know, civilization occurred and um, families started getting their own, uh, you know, houses and homes. And now you have to go out and work. Now you can make money. You know what I mean? And yeah, but also- but currency, but currency has been around for quite a while, right? Not to the not to the extent of capitalism today, but currency has still been around. I think when you bring in technology mode of travel you know what i mean like of course it just changes like the dichotomy of society right like it's easier to travel it's easier to get away you know what i mean we have these daycares we have school like currency definitely plays a part in that right because everyone has to work but i think things are just so much easier it's just so much easier to just drop your kids off or do certain things than it was you know what I mean? Thousands of years ago, obviously. All right, it comes down to that, to that why, too. I mean, you just said drop your kids off to go to work, to make money, to do what? To be able to provide, to be able to, you know, mm-hmm. have food, shelter, you know, have that stuff there. But if we, how is this hypothetical? If we had food, we had shelter, what would be the purpose of money? The reason you wouldn't I asked, need it. You wouldn't need it. And the reason I asked, asked that, because... We have those food in the shelter. Do you have that family unit that you're not taking away from the family unit? You're not going somewhere to make that money to sustain things if you have those things there. So society is being built now where we need to have these things to, to meet our basic life, life needs. But that takes us away from our family who we're supposed to be there with in the first place. So it's, I don't, I, it's, it's a weird, I don't know, somebody, maybe I'm thinking too crazy, but it's, it sounds like a, almost like a trap where, hey, you need this money to take care of your family, but you're not gonna be there to take care of your family. Somebody else is raising your family. You got the schools, you got the daycare, because we're out, you know, making funny funds to, to 
to buy those things and pay for those things. And to me, just I was thinking about it over the summer, it just seems like something is missing, man. Something is missing. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it. I don't know what it is. But it seems like our our society has moved so much towards building up wealth and building up, uh, you know, our, our finances that we're missing. We're missing the ball. And all, all three of us all about that. We're all about investing it and increasing our wealth. But at the end of the day, individually, we got to ask ourselves, okay, why? What is that purpose? What What are we driving towards? You know what I mean? Is, is two, two million enough? Is 10 million enough? What's the part point where we have enough where we can say, yep, I did it. We're there. I don't know that. I think it's a totally different conversation because you can always say, ah, oh, man, more is better. You know what I mean? You may get a million and be like, without having a million, you look at a million like, yo, if I get a million dollars, I'm good. I'm set until you get that million. You're like, well, hell, I made a million. Let me try to flip it to two. All right, two goes to four, four to eight. You know what I mean? And so on and so forth. So in the, in the, ter- in the sense of money, I, 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 if you're a go-getter, I don't think you ever stop. I don't think you're ever, I don't think you will ever be satisfied. You know what I mean? That's why you have the Diddy's and the Jay-Z's and stuff of the world. You know what I mean? Like, just never stop. Um, but in the same, in that same uh, context, you know that money is going to provide a better life for your family, right? Because we don't have the skills of, I don't know how to build a house. I don't know how to hunt. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to catch my own food. So, and what, what, what drives a higher salary? Education, right? For the most part. So I want to make sure that my daughter, and I'm pretty sure, you know, you guys want to have, make sure that your kids are better off than you were. They know more than, but they're going to be in that same revolving you know what i mean door of one day they're gonna have a family they got to go to work they got to drop their kids off and it just that never really stops right that's, that's what i have i think that's what i have a problem with is that yeah revolving cycle man it, it, it never really stopped unless you or you know jeff bezos and <laughs> <laughs> nobody has to work type thing you know it, it's it just it's it's a revolving door that that because of capitalism, because of technology and the way the world has become, I, there is no end in sight. There is no end well, in sight. Well, Bob Marley uh, famously said, one of his quotes is, the day you realize you don't need to win the race is the day you actually win. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but on the other end, what's the uh, rich dad, poor dad, Arthur? Uh, Robert Kiyosaki? Yeah. yeah, so he basically said, um, Poor people look at looks at um, being rich as like how much money you have, but people with wealth looks at how much time you have. So how yeah. much time can elapse with you being able to support yourself without working? Mm-hmm. That's how much. That's how wealthy you are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you can go, time. If you can go a lifetime without working. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. have basically like uh Jason said all those basic needs you need um mm-hmm. pretty wealthy if you could pass that down but yeah. someone has to start it somewhere someone has exactly to somewhere. so it's already got to be on your the back of your mind um some people just innately don't have that I've met people where money's not a uh like genuinely money's not a big thing they don't mind mm-hmm. backpacking across the world you're like um, minimalists yeah well yeah less than a minimum Minimalist. Yeah. Uh, mm. I don't know a gypsy or something where you know you can hitchhike <laughs> across the country and Damn figure gypsy. it out. So there's people out there that yeah, money, of course, yeah, uh, yeah. But um, I don't know. I'm not like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. And yeah. so for you gentlemen, would you guys rather have money or not have money? <laughs> oh, have money. Now I'm a little. I'm gonna sound weird. I'd rather not have the need for money. The reason I there say, you go. I mean, okay, let's put it like this. Our society way is built, we gotta have money. We gotta have it to sustain ourselves, to, to you know, build the wealth up so we have security, you know, all that stuff there. But if I had my choice, if I was like, you know, as a genie, I would get rid of the need of money completely and just have it, you know, the best, best, best way to say this is that I don't like the fact that we have to sacrifice time for money. Because Every, everybody can't be a boss. Everybody can't have enough, you know, investments to not work. Somebody gotta work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You 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 big time investor. You know you're not working no more. You got other people doing things. Somebody got to work. Everybody can't be. A, if everybody's a boss, there's no employees. 
if everybody if everybody is that person that has all the money, then who's making that money? It's, it doesn't work that way. And something we don't want to say to people is that listen, everybody can be an entrepreneur. Everybody can own a business. You have to have people that play their role that are employees. One thing you can do is try to separate yourself to not be those per people. But you're always going to have that. You're going to have to have where our society is now. You're going to have to have employees. You're going to have to. Isn't that that's natural selection though? Because back in the day, yeah, I agree. Ten thousand years, there was always that you know that tribe leader. You know what I mean? There was always the chief um, in the in the animal kingdom, right? Who's the the biggest, toughest, and it's usually not even always the biggest, toughest. It's the one that line who just wants it more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone else falls in line. You usually have a right hand man. You know what I mean? So I think even if uh, money and currency wasn't around or needed, you would still have those people. Um, you know, back in the day, those conquerors. Basically, I want to conquer things, and you know, you show up to to someone's certain tribes they just fold like okay we don't want no trouble and you show up to someone's tribes and they're just like we're gonna fight our our children gonna fight you our grandchildren gonna fight you this is gonna be never ending and we got time let's let's do it this is what we do i think it's just um that animal instinct that we have in us so you put that into the corporate world like like you said it's cool to be a boss and and um we know people that think, you know, they understand this. It's, everyone wants to be a boss, right? Everybody wants right. to have that. It that sounds input. cool. It, it sounds cool, cool but you know, do you cool. know what goes into it? For instance, um, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, right? They're not only boss, but the, the way their minds think, I'm pretty sure they've made tons of hard calls. They've cut tons of people. Mm-hmm. They've taken over corporations. And more importantly, they're, they're visionary, you know, they're strategic mm-hmm. in their thoughts. Not everyone could be that. Then you have mm-hmm. those who, from an early age, they just want to get by the bare minimum, make that minimum wage, and they're going to always be more of those people to be employees. So I think it's just mm-hmm. natural selection, yeah. and it all falls in place. However, the only thing that sucks is those who complain about it. Those yeah. who look up at Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, like they have too much money. Too much, mm. but but why? Yeah, how? Exactly. You supposed yeah. to, yeah. to cap that? Like yeah. those people are special. Those people aren't walking around every day, and those people are shaping society. You know what I mean? The the person who invented cell phones, a cell phone, he shouldn't have been capped on how much he or she shouldn't have been capped on how much money they made. That changed society. Right. The person who invented electricity, that changed society. Period. So I don't think that, and the people screaming and complaining about it are benefiting from it. Exactly. The same people that shop at Amazon. And everybody (laughs) they know are benefiting from it. So, you know, I think it's just, you know, a slippery slope when you you go down there. But that's where you kind of have to know self, like, where do I fall Mm -hmm. in that that chain? Right. And there's nothing wrong with being an employee. Let me just put that out there. So I think that's the issue. There's nothing wrong with it. So yeah, I think that's what we need to change because people do feel crappy with kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say being average, but basically like being an employee, living like an average, happy yeah. life. I think people always want to be elevated, if that makes yeah. sense. And if they're See, not the boss or striving to be the boss, they, like in the military, you know, I think the best thing they did was when they said you can retire as a tech at 20, was it 20 or 22? It's 20, it's 20. 20. Yeah, yeah, it's 20. Because it's like, there's great workers that are tech sergeants that just want to get up to 20. Everyone doesn't have to strive to be that cheap. Like, that's yeah. not realistic. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I think with, with, with individuals that feel a certain way about being an employee, like you said, <laughs> society has just, for whatever reason, you know, we've adopted this, everybody has to be a boss mentality, right? Which obviously, like we stated, isn't realistic. Mm-hmm. You can do very well as an employee, right? You can make a lot of good money if you set yourself up. I'm not talking about being an employee at, no offense to Walmart greeters, but you know what I mean? You're at Walmart just greeting. You know, you know what I mean? There's levels to it. 
as well. There's levels to being an employee. Everyone obviously can't be a CEO, but you could be a damn very well-paid employee. But check it out. A CEO is an employee. You think about but he, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's an employee too. Many people say employee, they think- uh, They think you know, lower tier. Collar worker. Lower, yeah, think yeah, lower yeah. tier. An employee yeah. is somebody that's getting a check for somebody that owns the business. You know what I mean? So you can be a CEO, vice president, president of a company, you're still an employee and that's okay. Now you may not own all your time, but you still get a decent salary that is coming in. People got to understand that, you know, being a boss is not a happy life. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. I, I want to say not a happy life, but there's a lot more stress that comes to it. Yeah. Cause you're yes. basically working for your employees. Basically. Right. Yeah. You got to make sure that you paying them right. You got to make sure your taxes are right. You got to make sure you hiring and firing properly. Yeah. Make sure your marketing is in place. Yeah. Not People, only the, not only, not only your employees, but your customers as well. Right. People want the luxury of being a boss, but they don't want the stress of being a boss. They don't understand exactly. what's going on. They want the benefits. Right. The benefits. Yeah. Being an employee, exactly. a high paying employee is nice. He has a, he has a comfort to it. You know, mm -hmm. you have that salary coming in, you get a high pay and you got almost like a basically a, a security that checks yep. coming in first the 15th, you get paid. If you're an entrepreneur, like you're a true boss, your check depends on your work. No days off. Yes. Exactly. You, know I mean? you vacation, exactly. Your, your, your time is, is your money. So you take a vacation, that's money you're not making. Depends on how you set things up. You get to the point where you own the company and then you just, you know, that's residuals. But as far as the entrepreneur spirit, you trying to come out there and do your thing, it's on you. If you don't put that yep. work in, guess what? You're not getting. You don't paid. eat. Yeah, you don't work. You don't eat. Exactly. And I mean, and, and honestly, maybe it's changed a little bit now because you know you can be an entrepreneur. You know, having a, a social media platform, right? Mm -hmm. But entrepreneurship, that success rate when we're talking about successful entrepreneurs, that is not easy. That yeah, doesn't that's a come I mean, every that's day. A that's a relative term, though. What, right. what makes you successful? What you well, consider? Well, well, we're talking about. I mean, we're talking about in terms of of, of capital. I mean, that's a, that's what we're talking about. It's still relative because if you if you coming up with uh, five hundred in sales, you netting five hundred in sales a month. I mean, that's five hundred dollars. You didn't necessarily. You know what I mean? If it's yeah, past, you can also donate plasma for five hundred dollars. But you know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. Hey, that's a that's a cut up too. We, can, we, need, we need to do a pot on a side hustle. Side hustle. Donate donate kidneys. For real. Hey, take a picture. You take a. I got two. Take a selfie of getting you uh, giving blood like boss. Out here, boss ish. Boss is right now. Scar man. <laughs> I'm just telling y'all, man. And what y'all loan? Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, it's just. I, I love hearing entrepreneurship stories. It's just, man, a lot of people just don't understand the work that goes into it. Like, it just sounds cool. It sounds right. cool. You know, I was watching um, uh, I Am Athlete a couple of days ago, and they had Ross. They had Rick Ross on the on the show. Oh, you know what I, I mean? love, I so love hearing that dude talk, man. Yo, yo, he's a smart dude, man. Real smart. Rick, man, hey, shout out to I Am Athlete and uh, Rick Ross. Bro, he's smart, man. And just hearing every, I mean, even these guys, you know, they're all pro football players. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were, I mean, he, he had control of the room. When y'all get a chance to watch that episode. No, I saw he, it. Yeah, I saw he it. had control of the room and just, I mean, they were in awe of this guy's work. I mean, I didn't even know that. Ross had that type of work ethic. You know what I mean? Because you just see the you see the end product. That's what a lot of people they see the end product, but they don't see like the work that this dude had to put in. Yo, I was I was like pleasantly surprised. That's the way it goes, man. That work you don't see is what puts them where they where they are. People think people are overnight mm -hmm. success. You know, they're well, they're successful. Mm -hmm. They don't see that ten years prior. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, it took ten years. It took ten years to become an overnight success. Exactly. Yep. Man. Exactly. Uh, he, exactly. I saw an interview he did what years ago. He talked about how his first big money. He didn't spend it. His yeah. First, yeah. He didn't spend it at all. He, he, mm -hmm. he put it somewhere else. I mean, he saved it. He saved it. Saved it because he wasn't sure it was coming in again. Yeah, he said that in I Am Athlete. He said, yeah, he I, said need to, "I needed to make sure yeah. this was real." Yep. yep. He said, he said it his four, first two years ago. He's been saying yeah. that, man, because uh, and it's a smart way to look at it. People don't see that. They see, oh, he got the jewels, he got the big house, he got the cars. They're like, yeah, they don't see that what it took to him to get there, though. That's the part people don't see. They didn't see the failures. Yep. And you one know? thing I really like what he said, he said, yeah, I got a lot of cars, but I make money off of all my cars. You know what I mean? He got a lot of jewels. He makes money off these, off his jewels. Like, you know, having these 
these items that usually people look at as a depreciated item and they're actually making this actually making him money. You know what I mean? Like that was, man, that whole interview, I was like in awe. Yeah, he just said like, he this charged dude is- people, yeah, to, to put his cars in the video. And mm-hmm. he, uh, I think Coming to America too was shot in his, oh, yeah. uh, on his estate, which yeah. is yeah. nuts. Yeah, 60 acres or something like that. 60, 60 something acres, something like that. Yeah, more than that. But yeah. I Probably, I wouldn't be surprised. But um, yeah, I mean, just and that's just one example. You know what I mean? I think it just goes back to the the hard work that that these people have to put into, you know, their business, their brand, and most people don't even appreciate that work. They just see the end product, like yo, right, that's what I want. I want to that I can do that. Like no, nah, I man, saw no, you can't. I saw a meme um that basically said if. If the hustle or entrepreneurship, um, if 2020 didn't bring the hustle or entrepreneurship out of you, uh, nothing will, or you're mm-hmm. not built for it. What do you think mm-hmm. of that? I think it depends on what 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 facet of work, right? So a lot of things were shut down in 2020, right? A lot of people just couldn't do things in 2020, unless you pivoted to um, uh, digital platforms. But then you had some people open up. Uh, they use that that situation to their benefit. Like I think I was reading a, I was reading some article of this one woman. She was making masks on and selling them on Etsy, and blew up. Like her, yeah, her company blew up. Would it have done that in any other case? I don't know. You know what I mean? Her making masks is what made her. I'm, I mean, it's, I'm assuming it's a small fortune, but. She used that to her event to her advantage. If you had a job or or you know your business meant that you actually had to go out and meet people, maybe it it, it and you didn't know how to transition into the digital platform. You know what I mean? Maybe you were a little bit older. Maybe you're just like not that good in, with technology. You probably didn't do. You probably didn't do well. You know what I mean? So I just think it, it's just that that way of that situation it's very um finicky it's a very finicky situation it just depends on what you were what you were trying to do yeah i think bad times expose who you, who you really are you know what i mean when you're down and out uh or even you know you're at a point where things aren't going as good that shows who you are what are you going to do are you going to freeze and just say well this is it and give up or are you going to push forward and kind of get, get and uh do something a lot better than when you were backed into a corner and i think covid uh 2020 did a lot of folks did that to him. They put him in a point where, okay, I'm out of a, I'm out of work. I can't do what I got. I can't feed my family right now, or I can't pay my rent right now. What am I gonna do? Either you're gonna wait for a check from the government, or you're gonna adjust and do something else. If there's something else to do, because right now it was, was kind of tough. You know, if you couldn't pivot to like, you know, the internet, like you said, you know, do stuff like that. What else was there to do? You couldn't yeah. go out and get a job because, you know, everybody was shut yeah. down. And I think it also reaffirms having uh some type of nest egg you know what i mean like having some type of financial security if you can if you can do it just stocking money away for a rainy day emergency that rainy day hit and that that emergency fund because that rainy day hit and that was a long ass rainy day for a lot of people you know what i mean i mean granted you know myself and you know reese obviously we're in the military you're you're retired so our our situation is different but you know, for those individuals that you know, you know, if I'm a single parent working at Starbucks, it's like <laughs> Starbucks was closed for months. You know what I mean? It's like, what do you, what do you do if you didn't stock that money away? It's like, pretty I screwed. think. And go ahead. No, you can finish. My bad. And I was gonna say, and and to pivot to, you know, going from you know a a, a regular employee to now trying to pivot to something. Totally different in a matter of months. I think that's hard for the average individual. That's a hard pivot. So, so I think to to um combine everything we're saying, I think twenty twenty like showed and proved how fragile everything is. So, how fragile our economy is, how fragile uh people's financial personal fa- financial situation is how fragile, uh, you know, people's uh, family, home life is, 
and um, even I think health too. I, I'm still shocked. I'm I'm shocked and not that um, you know those reports of how vitamin D and eating just more fruits and vegetables basically um, combats your you know the um, basically how hard COVID attacks you. So how healthy you are, the less, you know, COVID will knock you out. You know what I mean? But everyone was stressing, stay in the house. Everybody was stressing, get the vaccine versus, hey, you need to eat right. this amount of servings of fruits and vegetables. Yeah, your body. You need to be working out every day, even if it's a 30 minute walk. Uh, you need exposure to sunlight. If you can't get sunlight, take vitamin D. But it's like, you know, nope, stay in the house. Wait till the, the government comes up with this vaccine and, you know, wait for this check and we'll come in and save the day, which is uh, just crazy. So then that goes back to the mentality that, again, the majority this, you know, um, capitalism works, this government works like that because the vast majority of people want to be led. I believe 95% of the people fall into that tier where it's, uh, damn, I don't want to sound like a, a conspiracy, you know, conspiracy theory, but they they want to be told like the government said this. I'm gonna stay in. Oh, the, my check's coming. Oh, it's not it's not enough. And then I would say maybe out of that, ninety percent, fifty percent of those ninety percent, fifty percent of those people will fight you tooth and nail and say that's not them, right? But it it is right because right. if you're complaining about it, then you have this, you know, five to ten percent. It's like it don't even matter what's going on over there because I know I'm focused on this and I'm I'm going to be working out anyway. I'm going to be eating healthy anyway. I'm going to be um, trying to build relationships anyway. And I'm looking at uh, additional streams of income as it is. Yeah, I mean, it really separates. Yeah, I mean, I think we've been, we've been saying it, you know, um, this whole morning is like, Man, it really separates those that want it versus those that really don't want it. Yeah, just talk. It's all, yeah, a lot of people, yeah. I mean, it's always easier said than done. And a lot of people talk and it sounds cool until the work has to be done. And if you can't do something as simple as changing a diet hmm. and working out, knowing that that can boost your, uh, yeah. your life uh, or death. You know, the life yeah, or death situation. Exactly. If you can't do that, come on, man. You, there's no way. There's no way. That's simple. That, I mean, that's as simple. That's as simple as it gets. Yeah, there's those that want it, and it's those that make it happen. Two different people. Yeah. Yes. You want all day long if you're not taking action. Exactly. What's it for? Yeah, and you can't complain. You right. did it to yourself. So, what did you guys learn about yourself in 2020 that you plan on, um, you know, running with in 2021, or planning on like adjusting and changing? You know. Well, shoot, I can tell you right now, one of my goals, I'm tired of not being bilingual. I hate it. I can't stand it. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm thinking about, about that, man. I thought you spent un poquito. A little bit. Enough. <laughs> nah, I want to be fluent, fluent. So this yeah. year, I'm telling you right now, we meet again, January 2022. I'm going to be fluent in Spanish. That's one of my goals for this year Damn. is to not, mm -hmm. not know I'm a little bit, to know enough to be conversational and get around with no translator, no nothing. And I, I'm tired of it. I'm just 42 years old, man. I spent too much time in Latin countries to not know this language. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> it's over. So when we go to so when we go to DR 2022, you speaking it. Don't even worry about it. Y'all sit in the back. I got all I got all of it. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> what do you say? Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. What do you say? <laughs> Whatever he said. Yeah. El gato. Uh... All right. No, I'm like Espanol. I'm tired of that. No, I'm tired of it. Yeah, I um one thing that I that I learned that I want to bring into 2021 is um, I, I definitely so everything that we've kind of been doing like with the company the pod I think it opened my eyes to like if there's something that you want to do do it you know what I mean one for those individuals that didn't make it out of 2020 I'm pretty sure that you know, there were things that they wanted to do that they just never did, right? And it's nothing like just starting in the present. Just do it. Just do it. And I, and I think 
it kind of like that attest, I, I mean, uh, uh, I got to give kudos to Reese because this is how that this pod started, right? Action. Like, action. Like, he just did it and was like, hey, man, look, and not, not, not only, hey, man, this is the idea, but hey, this is when we're going to do it. Yeah. We're, like, we're doing this. And I, I think that just that alone, you know, along with, with, with a few other uh, examples that I've experienced, I'm like, man, just do it. And I mean, just, you know, learning Spanish is, is one thing that I was thinking about. I, I was literally thinking about that. Like, man, I really need hey, to me, start learning To be honest, Spanish man, more, okay, man. me too, man. We need to, <laughs> yeah. we need let's to make hey, a pack. Do it, yeah, man. Hold accountable, man. Hold hey. accountable. Yeah. yeah. Let's do I it, I mean, yeah. it's just like little things like that. I got a homeboy that um that works in the hospital uh, with me. He, you know, he started uh, flying. He got his pilot's license. That's just did it. You know what I mean? Like, and he told me about, like, I mean, it's the, you know, the spot is out here and everything. He just did it. Like, it was just something that he was like, I just signed up for it and started flying. Now I got my pilot's license. So it's like, you can do whatever you put your mind to. You know what I mean? Like, you can really do whatever you put your mind to. And it's just, you got to just start it. You just got to do it. Um, and don't, and don't regret it. You know what I mean? Because it's probably going to make you a better person. It, more than likely, it's going to make you a better person. You'll, you will hate looking back knowing that you didn't try it versus yeah. trying it and failing. And the thing is, don't be afraid to fail. When you think about yes. it, when you fail something, what actually happens? Lessons. We lessons. learn. Lesson learned, man. You don't you don't die from you know failing trying to try something new like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just fail. Fail yeah. more. More you fail, you more successful you will. Unless you like skydive or something, you can't. Yeah, you, <laughs> you can't fail, fail on that. that. Then it's rap. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know that, you ain't gonna know anyways, man. Yeah. Go, go for a couple <laughs> you ain't gonna know. You just go wake up in heaven. <laughs> you ain't gonna know. <laughs> you realize it, it's, it's too late. So, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, right before you hit the ground. Like, yep, this is a horrible idea. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, for real, man. It, it's yeah, I mean, you're right, man. Just giving yourself the opportunity to fail and give yourself opportunity to miss the shot. Like um, Reese knows this, man. I've taken this damn project management certification twice now. Thought I had it the second time. Right. Felt that. Felt it. Felt it. I'm like, bro, this is crazy. But I'm not giving up. Yeah. Do it again until I pass, man. And it's just one of those things. It's like it helped. Failing definitely humbles you. <laughs> it definitely humbles you. And you right? always <laughs> learn lessons and, and fail. Yeah. Like so some of those kids, or we see it every day with athletes when um when they when they get to the um you know say they are first first pick of the draft and then they get to um the league and they just crumble because mm-hmm. all the high school they they won. You know what I'm saying? Yep, they, get they were college. winners. Yep, some of them never lost the game. And then you get to a, a, a league where everyone is just as good. It's the good. worst person on the roster is just as good as you, if not better. You know. And then the competition is it's the best of the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you start, you know, you lose four or five, six games in a row. Or, you know, you just have, you know, this, this athletes that are dominating you. Some mm-hmm. of them just crumble and they last a year, yeah. two years, and they just, you never heard of them. But, um, I mean, that's just... The mentality, yeah, kind of like what? What are you willing to endure? Yeah, know? and I think sports is like the perfect example for that, right? Because it's it's right in your face and it's 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 direct. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm, I'm trying to think like of uh, I mean, there's tons of first round picks. So one that I that I think of is uh, you know, I'm a Chargers fan, so like Ryan Leaf, right? First round pick, quarterback. Pretty sure this dude won in every facet of life going into the NFL and failed miserably in the NFL. And then you look at a cat like like a Jimmy Butler, right? Went to JUCO. You right. know what I mean? Had to work his way up in JUCO. Wasn't Brian always did. the best. Grinded it life. out, yeah. Bro, and then it's like, man, I respect the hell out of Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler man. Like, I, I was watching one of his uh, interviews. I'm like, man, this dude is, I mean, that's amazing to me, right? He'll never be as good as LeBron. Right, because LeBron just has a natural size, natural talent. But this dude literally worked his way. Oh, I'm not saying that LeBron but, doesn't work but, hard. He, but, he works but hard. Even, he works but even LeBron, like that dude, he you I'm know never, he met, never met his father. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, his yeah. his mother in high school had him stay with the basketball coach's family because yeah, yeah. she didn't have a place for him to sleep. Like even that, granted, he was a beast on the court, but 
but even that um adversity you know, tenacity yeah. Yeah, yeah that fortitude not yeah. everyone could come and you know overcome that so yeah you know some people just get on the court get on the field and they look like do you understand this is easy playing a sport is yeah easy. you understand why this came from what yeah. i just went through yeah <laughs> so one of the things that kind of drive me is you know seeing i think i told this story before but seeing my mom pass at uh 58 never having anyone that close to me and then also never seeing someone like die in front of me like on a on um her hospital bed and just thinking of her being 58 and just literally just looking at her wondering if she knew if she died at this exact moment what else would she have done in life right mm -hmm. and once that happened like that just kind of changed my mindset and then earlier this year, um, BET did like the No Limit Chronicles and they just showed Master P going from like the projects of uh, an NO to playing high school basketball to, you know, slanging drugs to one of his mm. friends dying and getting a check, going to California, um, starting a record company. Um, owning a record store to owning a mm. record company to basically being the biggest record company in the world um to then you know opening a sneaker line to a clothing line to then having kids putting two of his kids on tv and um now he's like doing rap snacks and you know roman noodle, uh noodles and all that <laughs> so afterwards though this one uh this one chick i follow on ig was like you know that dude is so inspirational he basically lived the life of 10 men. You know what I mean? Just thinking yeah, like yeah. that dude, anything he thought like, yo, why not? Let's just, let's try to see what sticks. Granted, mm -hmm. well, and that's why I say success is, um, is, is relative because mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure this dude knows what, cause I, isn't he in line to like buy Reebok? Yeah. Yeah. Him and, him, him and uh, Baron Davis. Yep. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure to get to that point is all the lessons he learned in the past. Yeah. So those quote unquote failures, I, I, I never knew a person in this world who owned a, a Master P No Limit sneaker, but yeah. I'm pretty sure the lessons <laughs> learned got, you know, to get there. G you know, Jesus Christ. G yeah, G and CJ probably did. But <laughs> it's just, this dude is for themselves, man. That's messed hey. up. <laughs> I, I know see, CJ. I can I see CJ, CJ in some No Limit sneaker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done, bro. I'm done. I'm done. All right, but, but basically, to get to that point, oh when she when she said that, man, that was so profound. <laughs> <laughs> when she said that, that oh, was so man. profound. Hey, like, CJ was, about to unsubscribe from us, bro. Yeah. We just lost a member, man. <laughs> man, that sucks. He be watching. He be watching the. He be watching the hell out of these pods. Yeah, man. He, he ain't gonna miss it. But anyway, shout out to people. <laughs> yeah. um, Follow his hookah channel. But no, seriously, when she said that this dude lived a life of 10, 10, um, 10 men, like when, when it's over, when it's said and done for this man's life, like and you read this man's obituary and what you know his kids are gonna, how can any of his kids be a failure knowing his their parent did that? You know what I'm saying? That's crazy, yeah. especially from where he came from, where he had every excuse in the world to be a statistic. His, his brother see murders in jail. You know, he got a brother that died. Mm -hmm. And then you got, you know, Silk who rap like Jeep. But <laughs> man, I think I was the only dude that like the way Silk shot that, man. You like Silk? You like Silk's rap? I loved it, man. I loved really? it. Really? I hated listening to Silk, bro. Bruh, I loved it. Silk. Mystical anyway. was dope, but Silk was horrible. But go ahead, man. <laughs> so, but long story short, you know, you take that in um, and Again, not everyone has that. Some people just want to work nine to five, mm. um, have their, you know, wife, two kids, dog, and call it a day. But I, I, I do think 2020, with so much downtime, did kind of if you if you had that like pilot, it, it should have lit something where you just like, all right, I've had so much. Like we talked about. Um, that downtime, having that routine distorted, which gives you more time to think and reflect and say, I got to go get it. You know what I'm saying? You know, and if that consumes you, 
Uh, and if it didn't, maybe, you know, it's not in you, and which is nothing wrong with that. All right, so let's leave the people with something. In 2021, how do you, for what, what's the value of setting goals and how do you actually set goals for those who, you know, their New Year's resolution every year, I want to lose 20 pounds. New Year's resolution, I want to make, I want to make more money in investing. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? How do people set goals for the new year that's actually obtainable? I think make it easy for yourself, right? Don't don't go into creating goals that are unrealistic. You know, it 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 may sound good to say, "Oh, yeah, I'm going to lose 30 pounds," and you never lost two pounds. You know what I mean? It's like make it realistic. Um, you know how some people treat like, I mean, kind of treat it like you would pay off like credit card debt, right? Or debt period. You know what I mean? Like try to knock it off in, in small increments that are real lit, like make it realistic. Instead of saying 20 pounds, you know what I mean? Let's say, oh, I'm going to lose two pounds this month. You know what I mean? And then by the summertime, I would like to, you know, be down 10 pounds. Or to be like honest, that. it may not even be that. It may not even be two pounds a month. It may just be like, I'm going to make sure I work out 30 minutes a day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, make it realistic. Like, you know your schedule, right? You know what you're capable of. So make, make your goals realistic and just don't be scared to do it. Just do it. Right. Don't, and go ahead. I was going to say, with, with your goals, once you make your goals, is write down habits you can you can institute that can help you reach, reach your goal. I mean, make it a habit. If you, like, let's go with your example. If your habit, if your uh, goal was to lose weight, all right, what habit are you going to do daily to help reach that goal of losing weight? Your daily habit is, I'm not going to, you know, ingest any processed sugar, you know, or whatever whatever it is. Make something that's daily. That way it keeps you accountable to it and it gets you to mm -hmm. that overall goal. If you just spread a goal out there and just say, I'm going to do this by six months. All right, break that down to the minute. Break it down for six months. I'm going to do this monthly, this weekly, this daily. Even if you have to, you may have to break it down hourly, depending on what your goal is. But break it down through habits you can build up that you are going to do on a regular basis, whatever regular basis is going to be. Break it down to a habit. That way that habit becomes what, you, what you're going to, uh, your outcome is going to be. Yeah, I think when you do it, when you make your, your when you turn those habits into like daily activities, it actually becomes a part of your life. Part of who that you are. makes things so much easier when it's when it's implemented into your daily routine, your lifestyle. You know, that's how I when I and, and I don't want to use just working out as an example. It's just easy. But when I'm talking to individuals about working out, that's how I usually explain it to them. Like, make it a make it a part of your lifestyle. Like, it shouldn't be looked at as a fad. Like, oh, I want to do this because I'm trying to get right for the summer. If you're trying to get right for the summer, I can't help you. If you want to change your life, change your physique for the long term, then yeah, I can help you because you're going to have to change your diet. You know what I mean? You're going to have to change the water intake. You're going to have to change your sleep and your sleeping habits. Like it's just so much that goes into that. And it's easy for individuals to use something like, well, I don't like eating the same thing every day. That's why I don't meal prep. Like, come on, man. Like you're just making excuses so you don't change. You know what I mean? Cut the excuses out. And just make it a daily routine. Make it a part of your lifestyle. And it'll become your goals. You'll be able to obtain your goals so much easier that way. And I think you should be uh, specific and write it somewhere. And if you don't want to write it somewhere, um, you know, tell someone, put it in the universe. I like to tell people my, my plans and my goals just so um, I know that now I'm going to look crazy if I don't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It's basically holding myself accountable, even though if they're not paying attention or not going to remember, I like telling people, you know, so this is what I'm going to do in a couple of months. Mm -hmm. So someone could say, hey, in a couple of months, you know, because in the back of my mind, I'm like, damn, I don't feel like doing this today, but I'm going to look crazy because I just told the chat yeah. that I'm doing yeah. this. So I just yeah. told a family member I'm yeah. going to do that. So on this pod, when I go to Tampa, I'm going to link up with KB. I'm transforming my body. I'm going to vlog it. And let the people know, because yeah, man, like I run the light. You know, I think I just run the light just so I can eat what I want. But yeah. I'm actually gonna put in that work to do a transformation. So yeah. I'm putting that I out know. there. Yeah, yes, sir. Nice. Yeah.
What's up? Y'all got anything else? Um, I think if you're gonna go to somebody with with goals, make sure that that person is actually gonna hold you accountable. Like, don't don't bring your goals to somebody that ain't really about doing nothing because they're like, not gonna hold you accountable. Or like your mama, if you're like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm gonna do this. Baby, you yeah, find the way you are. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Don't, <laughs> yeah. Don't, yeah. Uh, yeah. The fake praise, like, don't do that. So if you if you're gonna bring your goals to someone and not write them down, bring it to somebody that's like actually gonna hold you accountable. Like, no kidding, it's going to be on your ass if you don't reach those goals. Bring them to Reese. He'll call you out real quick. Hey, Reese. <laughs> Reese don't care. He hurts your feelings. No, Shout out to CJ. Feelings not included. <laughs> yeah. Even that podcast, Mike. Anyway, Bro. that's all we have for this. That's all we have. Hey, make sure you like and subscribe. I'm done. We out. <laughs> right. <laughs>